talking about eating. Right. Eating. Yeah. I don't know. I tried to do a um, what is it called a uh, a keto diet uh-huh. for a while. That's yeah. When I had that car, I was like, all right, let me just like cut bread and cut all carbs and shit. But like, I, I love rice go. and beans. Yeah, rice and beans is what makes it really hard. Rice, Dude. rice especially, man. Like, it's like you can have it with anything. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's an extra filler food. Um, That's but, the problem with that. Yeah, it's just empty carbs, basically, right? How'd you? Yeah, basically, how'd you do on your on your keto though? Dude. Like, so did you do like the eight hour or eight hour eating during the day and the fasting the rest of the time? Oh, I don't, I don't know if I did the. Uh, is that called intermittent fasting? Is yeah, the intermittent fasting with the keto. Yeah, I don't. I didn't do the combo. I didn't fucking oh. combo it up. <laughs> but the keto, di- it didn't last that long. I did it maybe for like two, three weeks. Dude. It was just, it got annoying. I, I didn't feel like cooking anymore. And like, yeah. you have to cook like very specific things. If you're out, like you can't really eat at too many places, or you no. have to get like, like the only place I could really eat was Chipotle, and I had to get like a salad bowl, right? With like no beans, no rice, just like lettuce, chicken, maybe some cheese. That's the hardest part about being a vegan, or even having a plant based. Like I, I never considered myself a vegan because I don't. I still wore leather products like shoes or whatever. Like I didn't cut all that stuff out, but what we ate was we ate all fresh food, um, and then no eggs, meat, or dairy. So. It made it, I mean, it wasn't too bad doing that, um, but the the thing that is the hardest, yeah, is, you know, someone, hey, let's go out, let's go get something to eat. Oh, uh, I guess we'll have fries. You know, like, that's that's all you end up <laughs> eating, you know, like. Uh, pasta. Right? Yeah, um, but you have to be careful with pasta, too, because a lot of pasta is made with egg. Really? Yeah. And noodles. Yeah, the noodles, you just, you, you end up learning to just read labels constantly. So every time you pick up something at the store, you're like, oh, I've had this a thousand times. And you look it over, and it contains a milk product, or it contains an egg product. Oh, that sucks. But then you turn shit over like an Oreo, and it's like, all soy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so you, just, you, know, you eat Oreos all the time. Yeah, so, man. So you're on basically a diet of uh, pasta and Oreos. <laughs> initially, so like when you, um, when you first get going with it, if you don't have like a recipe plan that's sitting there. Right. You end up doing that. You eat a lot. You substitute a lot of carbs. So you eat a lot, a lot of bread. You'll eat a lot of pastas. But like what we did for about a year is we did that HelloFresh diet. But we did it with just vegetarian when we were vegetarians. What is it, a HelloFresh diet? So HelloFresh is like a company you can buy like for uh, 60 bucks a month. They send you three meals a week. So, but they send you all the ingredients that you need. They send you the instructions. So you have these nice recipes for to make all these different things and then so when we went vegan or plant-based um we were just able to cut out the cheese substitute the butter with vegan butter and do things that way and it still tastes just as good as it was so you kind of just have to learn how to cook again that's oh the, man that's, that's the hardest part the, one of the dishes like the first dish that i learned or not learn i don't know i saw like uh joe rogan he would mm-hmm. he would eat just like cuts of elk with like jalapenos i was like Fuck it, try that shit. Yeah. And that's basically what I ate for the first couple of days some mushrooms. I like I like mushrooms too. Yeah. So all from Whole Foods, you know, I got like a cut of steak from Whole Foods, some fucking mushrooms, jalapenos and that's pretty much what I, I ate a lot of like steak and vegetables or like chicken and vegetables with the keto diet. Yeah. And that's I mean you have to just be really disciplined. That's just what it kinda of boils down to and it's 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 hard to adjust what you've eaten your entire life to just changing everything that you're doing. Yeah, because uh, with, with something like the keto diet or something that's that specific is like if you go to work and you have a lunch break at work, is like you usually go out with your buddy or you go out to such and such places around the corner. Like if you're on a certain diet, you got to 
have the food prepared the night before, bring it, heat it up. Right. One day you forget your food, oh, there goes a the whole fucking keto diet unless you don't want to eat all day till you get right. home. I have a buddy that he's been doing a keto diet for almost three years. That's fucking and he, and he does he does judo or jujitsu and he does all these different tournaments. But yeah, it's very disciplined and you know, you, I think it's good to not just dive fully into that sort of thing. Like give yourself, I don't like to use the word cheat days, but you have to kind of give yourself a little bit of a break sometimes. If you, if you try to go super hard with it, you're going to end up getting frustrated with it, with, with the diet and torn yourself off. Quitting it basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think the problem with something like the keto diet is like you're kicking your body into a state into the ketosis. So if you divulge off the diet, then you're kicking your body out of ketosis which kind of ruins the work that you put in right that's the hard part like with the keto diet it's almost like you're forced to stick to it unless you want to go back a few steps right that's i i looked at keto and the things that kind of to me that kind of worried me about is like the second you get off a keto diet you know you tend to either bloom back up or you know like you you put the weight back on that you that you originally lost right um i had a lot of friends that's you know, they did the Atkins diet, which I guess is the same thing. It's pretty similar to keto, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, um, I'm not too familiar with it. I think Atkins is just no carbs or very minimal carbs. Like okay. Maybe 2.5 grams of carbs a day I think that's just like a that. good barometer, honestly. Yeah. I, like carbs are in, like just empty. They don't really provide you nutritional value, do they? Well, the carbs that we have here are. Okay, well, yeah. The, There's good and bad carbs? Is that well, what it is? Well, like if you go to a place like where they have in France and then in... Um, Italy, they have carbs that people can eat all day long. You don't have that full feeling. Of, we have shitty wheat here. So oh, it's like GMO and yeah, it's a, I stuff mean, they, like that. We basically deplete all of our farms of its nutrients because we mass produce crops instead of making it a natural thing. Um, I was listening to someone that was talking about how bread is in France. That like to get a baguette in France, it's only good for about twenty four hours. Um, Why? That's it's weird. just based off of how their wheat is and how they they prepare it. Um, after 24 hours, it becomes stale and basically hard as a rock. So, but that's like more natural, right? So they don't have these massive farmlands that are just covered in wheat or soybeans or you know just completely depleted of all the nutrients. They have to sub- supplement all the nutrients that are in a, a lot of our farmlands here that aren't like organic. To me, I think eating right. organic is probably the most beneficial thing you can do for your diet yeah it's especially here in america because mm-hmm. of how processed and they they uh fill the foods with uh preservatives that's right. what it is right right and that's why our shit lasts longer theoretically but it's really like it's not rotting because it's full of like stuff that's not food yeah it's preservatives whatever stuff they use to kill the bugs on i mean like the pesticides the pesticides all the all the roundup and crap like that's there's right. a huge ruling about that i didn't read it causes too much cancer into it, or something yeah. so i mean it's what just, doesn't cause cancer nowadays, life no. causes cancer unfortunately <laughs> yeah it's it's a sad truth but you know like I, to me i think cancer is something that is just dormant in your body and all it takes is some sort of chain reaction to trigger it and it just tends to grow all this is mutated cells yeah so. i do also think that it it does have a bit to do with the American diet because I don't think people around the world die of uh, cancer as often as Americans do, right? Like in other first world countries. I'm not. I I, I wouldn't be able to say with right. like uh, any factual behind it, but I know that heart disease is massive here in America, and I think that generally has to do with what you eat and what you you know what you put in your body. They blame that on red meat usually, right? Red meat, carbs, um, sugar. I mean. 
It, it all depends on what study you read. Uh, the only thing that I've seen that's been an act, like an actual accurate study has been just something that says like an organic diet without you know genetically modified ingredients, pesticides, preservatives, all the other kind of crap. Yeah, I noticed that um, when I was a kid, even uh, when I would go to Dominican Republic over the summer, like the cooking over there, the chicken over there, the rice, every, everything tasted different. Dude. Mm-hmm. The, the the bread, they had uh, this bread, it was called pan de agua, mm-hmm. and I'd get it from the cormado, I don't know how they made it, dude, <laughs> but it's it's like delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's I so mean. fucking good, and the thing is, like, you call the fucking place, and you're like, yo, let me get that shit, and they bring it to you on a motorcycle. Yeah. And you don't even have to leave your house, bro. Yeah, I bet you it's probably similar to where, like, you know, the bread in France, where it's probably not very good after a few days. Right. You know, because yeah. it's probably made naturally, and it's, you know, that's why it tastes that good. Um, the reason why they say that everything tastes like chicken is because chicken doesn't really have a taste, and our brain kind of tells us, oh, well, this is kind of what nothing tastes like, so that's what chicken tastes like. <laughs> you know? the, the chicken skin tastes good if you season it right. Oh, yeah. I mean... I, I, I don't think a day goes by that I don't think about having chicken wings still. Like, you know, buffalo oh wings. Like it's, That's been the, one of the hardest things for me to ever give up after going vegetarian and, and going the plant-based. Um, I just, a freaking big bowl of chicken wings and a bowl of ranch next to it, I can oh, devour that all day yeah. long. But, you know, it's like... You make that choice. So are you uh, are you one of the people that eats like the the cauliflower fucking the fried yeah. cauliflower? Thing? I can make it really fucking good. Oh like, fucking hell! Like you would be you'd be surprised, man. Like how really? how good it like it tastes like it's crunchy and it's you know I I fry it and I even bake it like with with flour and do all this other cool so shit. So disappointing. There was one the one thing we were trying with the keto thing. Uh, um, we I tried to make a uh, a keto pizza with like coconut flour and. Uh, I think it was um, that too as well. What is it? Cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, with cauliflower, and like that's how we made the crust. And like there was a specific uh, sauce called uh, Rouse uh-huh. that it's like really natural. Like it's from I think it's from Italy. I don't know, but we used that sauce and like man, it was fucking. It was actually pretty good. Not gonna lie, it was like a thin crust. It's awesome. Like when you when you cook fresh, you really taste all the different foods. It's just. There's so much prep work and stuff that goes into, you know, cutting that, preparing all the food that yeah. um, it's just, I think that's what kind of in our society that we live in, that which is go, 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 go. Yeah. You know, you kind of, if you don't have that put there, you put it by the wayside. Right. You know? uh, and it's so much cheaper to get unhealthy food than it is to get it healthy is. food. Yeah. That's yeah. a big factor in it as well. So like we're, we're moving right now and uh, we were all weekend long, we were just loading shit in the back of my truck and running it back and forth between houses and you know we got hungry it was the middle of the day so we said let's get something quick Taco Bell Taco Bell is like a, right. a plant based person's easy go to fast food place because all you gotta do is get no cheese and uh, no like their mayo or whatever um, so but there was three of us that were moving and we got lunch for $10 oh you know, so it's three like, people getting lunch for ten bucks—you can't right, beat that, right? Come so on. I mean, that just shows you. And who knows what I actually ate at Taco Bell? But at the time, you know, you're in a hurry, you're Convenient. in a pinch, you're trying to run. Yeah, so it's it's affordable to eat like shit. Yeah, I think that's why companies like you said uh, the the Easy Diet and the, like Blue Apron too, uh, like are succeeding now. And there's like a market for that now. It's not too bad. Like um, the longest meal that had prep with it was like 45 minutes mm. but 
once you got used to cutting the stuff up and kind of what you're in for, even though they're sending you something new and you kind of have to read the instructions, okay, what am I doing step one, step two? You get used to doing it pretty quickly. And, um, you know, something that says it's 45 minute prep time may only take you 30. You know? Right. And then it's really not too bad. And like I said, the, the cool thing with it is you have those recipes for life. Like they, they give you a nice, good sized board. So we have a, a binder that's just full of all these different recipes that we pick on from um, each week. And do you guys like roll dice or toss a coin or something? Um, I usually go, what do you feel like eating? Oh, I don't know. Flip the page <laughs> just kind of 13. Out <laughs> or eating whatever's on page 13. Right, today. right. But um, that's funny, dude. There was this one uh, thing that I made, like, because there's, like, keto versions of stuff, and there's, like, vegan ver- Like, you have the vegan cauliflower wings, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I looked up a keto version of chicken parm, and, like, in my head, I'm like, how are we going to the chicken parm with no breading like right. what is that right but apparently there's a fucking keto recipe for it and i made it it was fucking amazing it was uh the breading was made out of um pork rinds uh-huh. and parmesan cheese yeah like a little bit of grated parmesan cheese and uh that's what i breaded the chicken breast with and i use that raw sauce with some cheese because a keto you can fuck up some cheese right because cheese has like no carbs apparently cheese meats right yeah. like you, you like uh one of my buddies he's like I eat bacon and, and eggs every single morning on a yeah. low-carb or no-carb diet. And, yeah, it's like, yeah, you can destroy cheese all day long. There's no carbs to it. Exactly. So I fucking fucked that <laughs> shit up with some cheese, dude. Yeah. And then I, I baked it at 450 degrees for X amount of time, and that shit came out. It was, like, just like a regular-ass breading chicken yeah. farm. It was, like, delicious, dude. There's all sorts of cool things you can do with food that you don't, like, you don't even realize what you can do. Like, I made a... Um, a completely fishless tuna salad one time with using artichoke hearts and all these different ingredients that I just found just by Googling it. And it was, I had, you know, tuna sandwiches for a while there when I wasn't even eating fish at all. So what, what were you doing to give it the tuna flavor? It's just all the different ingredients. Like there was, I think it was like eight ingredients, uh, artichoke hearts, vegan mayo, which is basically the same thing as regular mayo, but not made with eggs. Okay. Um, and then I feel like there'd be vinegar in it. Was there vinegar in it? Yeah. Well, the artichoke carts kind of has a vinegar kind of uh, what, what's it flavor. Called? Not flavor, but uh, like, almost like a vinegar water that's kind of sitting in and kind of basting in. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's what you did. To yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant artichoke carts just naturally have no, no, water no, 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 in them. I was no, like, you, okay. I bought it from the can, gotcha, uh, so okay. it probably wasn't the the best way to buy it. But that's just what the recipe <laughs> called for. Um, and then chickpeas. So like garbanzo beans are, those are like a staple to any plant-based yeah. diet because they, really? yeah, they have a lot of protein in them. So people so you are, need to sub it? Yeah. People, are, well, it's not even really subbing. So people always say, well, how, how does, you know, vegan get their, their protein? Right. Black beans have almost as much protein in it as a piece of uh, chicken. Really? So, yeah. You can eat like half a can of black beans is like the, just like having some chicken or some tuna like that. Really? So yeah, oh, you get you shit, get your you get your protein the same way that the animals get their protein. They get their through their beans? protein through just the plants. Plants have protein in it. They just it's been such the narrative for so long that you have to have meat to get protein. Right. So interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that beans had that many like or why is it specifically black beans as opposed to um, red well, or white beans or like I think I think all the beans have protein in them, uh, but black beans is I think is higher concentrate. Of just what it is. Quick twitch, slow twitch. No, I'm kidding. That's a terrible joke. But um, that's funny because 
I like when I eat rice and beans, I'm eating it with chicken too. So I'm just, I guess I'm doubling up on the protein. Yeah. yeah. Do you, uh, do you still get to eat at Chipotle? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you get the sofritas? Um, that, or I just do the fajita vegetables. It just kind of depends on what I'm feeling. I don't do like too much tofu. Um, and not that. Do you like tofu? It has to be extra firm. Like I don't extra like. Extra firm? Yeah. They have, so tofu comes like soft, uh, medium and then firm and extra firm. Um, the cool thing about tofu is it kind of absorbs whatever flavor you you put, put on, on it. it. So, like the sofritas really kind of it gathers tastes in like all a meat. That. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. it's pretty good. Um, but sometimes you know I just like the, the the fajita vegetables and then I just douse it up with lettuce and I pretty much put every single uh, salsa that's on there. Oh, the mild, medium, hot. Yeah, I put them all in the corn, corn too. Um, and then I have them double wrap the tortilla. See, I would like the corn if it was hot, but the fact that it's cold fucking throws me off. That's why I just throw the, the hot red sauce on there, too. The, the red sauce is hot? It's hotter, yeah. The, no, the, but I'm saying, like, it's hot in temperature? Oh, no, no, no. no That's what I'm saying. Like, the corn is cold. I thought it was hot, so the one time that I got it on my bowl, I was severely disappointed. Yeah, that's, that's one thing with Chipotle. So it, like, you almost get, it's like a half warm, half cold burrito when you get them. See, that's what I'm saying. Nah, I can't deal with that. So yeah. my, my go-to is fucking rice, beans, meat. Cheese, sour cream, and uh, sometimes queso, sometimes yeah. not, and sometimes lettuce. Yeah. They, um, like on the West Coast, they have these burrito shops that are over the place. They don't have them here in in Florida at all. But, like, that burrito that you get at Chipotle, I think, was based off of a lot of these Filiberto's kind of places that um, were Out huge. West? Oh, yeah. Like, a Filiberto's, like, carne asada burrito. Mm-hmm. It's the same size as a Chipotle one, but it is just stuffed full of fresh carne asada that's been seasoned, guacamole, and just, like, all the fucking good shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That sounds amazing, dude. Yeah, like that fucking southwestern... The Tex-Mex. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that shit is incredible, dude. It's one thing that Florida's lacking big time. Is, like, the Tex-Mex, like, oh, barbecue-type yeah. fucking, or just, even, like... Even the ones that try to open up that kind of spot, like, everything here, to me, is kind of sweet hot. Mm. versus like when you if you get something spicy out in california or arizona you're like okay this is hot you know like, <laughs> have you ever whoa, wait, wait, pause have you ever been to uh tijuana flats here yeah yeah i've been to tijuana flats and what do you think about tijuana flats because they're taco tuesday first of all taco tuesday's on point but like i like the way their tacos taste too they're pretty spicy their food's pretty good uh i like that they use fresh jalapenos versus right. like the pickled ones yeah um but to, like it's not terrible I really, said, it's not to damn. I thought it was good. You're saying it's not terrible. It's um, <laughs> I, I guess I got, I got spoiled living in Arizona yeah. for so long. Like we had Mexican food anywhere you went. Damn. And then like being uh, in Phoenix, we were like three and a half hours away from Rocky Point, Mexico. And then that's where you want to get the best Mexican food. You just go down to Mexico and go hang out there for the weekend. Really? Oh yeah. You just drive to Mexico? Oh yeah, it's cheap. Well, you used to be able to drive there without a passport. So like, it was the closest beach in Arizona or Phoenix. That you can go to so like how long people... ago was this though? Well, I lived in Arizona for 26 years. Um, so uh, I moved out here two years ago, and um, so they started doing the passport. I want to say 2007. Is that like around the time they, they had that whole uh, debacle where they were like stopping and asking people for their papers and stuff in yeah. Arizona? Yeah, Sheriff Joe was a piece of shit. Okay, he's so a piece of shit. Can we talk about that? What's yeah. going on? So you were like part of that. Well, I mean, I like wasn't you were really because like in the state, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you know. we were there with Sheriff Joe. He would, uh, he do the whole thing with prison, where it's, it's prison. There's tent city, or not really prison, it's their jail. 
Um, so you don't get to be in air conditioning. You don't. The only time you're in air conditioning is when you're getting booked, and then you sit in the you know your little uh, ten by eight cell with you know fifteen other people waiting to go sit outside in a tent. And when it's 120 degrees outside, it's fucking hot. You're Damn. eating rotten bologna sandwiches. Um, he basically treated the prisoners like they're a piece of shit. So what was it that, uh, like, was it a racial thing? Like, what was his whole, like, controversy other than just treating people like garbage? He was, I mean, Arizona's whole thing was, like, uh, they felt they had a, a large illegal immigrant population, population there. So Sheriff Joe was just very much a piece of shit with, with like, you know, if you're a Mexican, I'm going to ask you for your papers kind of thing. And he pa- tried to pass that off. So it was, yeah, it was very racial and very tense down there for a little while. Um, but if you weren't really like in the, the ghettos of, of Phoenix, you didn't really see it too much. But, you know, if you were down in South Phoenix or if you were in East Mesa or some of these like areas that um, tend to have a higher Mexican population. Yeah, like the cops there would they would stop people, and, you know. They felt like, oh, you might not be an American citizen. They would ask, you know, let me see your green card. Let me see your papers. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. That's crazy. And, yeah, so I think that's when they really started cracking down um, on passports. Because, yeah, like when we were in high school, we would go, go down to Rocky Point and hang out down there. And you can buy beer at 18 years old. So, <laughs> you know, that's even if they didn't even charge you. So you would go down there and just get fucked up all week long or all week long. They had these places, these bars um, on this strip of Rocky Point. Where, like, there's a place called the Baja. You pay 20 bucks, you got a wristband, all you can drink all night long. Holy so people shit. would buy those wristbands, and this place would be packed, like, 500, 600 people. And they would just go there, get drunk, walk up and down the, the different areas, and just go to the different bars, and then go back up to the Baja to get continue their buzz on. And um, Rock Point was fun. Rock Point super was fun. A lot of fun. Um, very, very lax laws, but at the same time, you had to watch out for the federales down there, too. The like, what were they looking for though? White people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be like racist or anything, but Federales. What? There's the Mexican police. Yeah, the Mexican police. Like I went down there one time, and um, when you first drive across the border, there's like a little small border town where a lot of people um, buy tequila and stuff. And um, but as you go through, you hit a stretch where you go about 40 miles of nothing. So right before that, they always have a Red Cross station there. And just out of just, I don't know, karma, I would always like donate, you know, like a buck or two that I had in my pocket. Right. I went down there one time and I didn't donate. I didn't roll my window down and there was a cop sitting across the way too. Oh, he man. saw that I wasn't wearing my seatbelt and he pulled me over. Oh, and shit. And he's like, uh, you're not wearing your seatbelt. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I was trying to find some cash in my pocket to, to get to the Red Cross. But he's like, no, oh, well. I'm taking your license into the city. You can pick it up at 5 o'clock. Mind you, this is like 9 o'clock in the morning. What the fuck? And I'm like, I'm not staying in the city. I'm going down to Puerto Penasco, Rocket Point. And uh, he's like, well, give me 40 bucks. What the fuck? Yeah. Paid a guy 40 bucks. He gave me my license back, and I was on my way. Damn, what a dick, man. It's just how it was. Like, What year was that? Do you remember? 2000. That was 2007. It was, wow, uh, what yeah. a dick. That's just how it is down there. You know, if you don't want to go to jail, I should have just given the one buck that I had in my pocket for at the Red Cross, but, you know. Uh, so you, do cheap. you think that was really karma from not donating? I just think that if you don't, I'm pretty sure the, the Mexican police down there take whatever money you probably give to that Red Cross, so they say, oh, you didn't give any money, so 
I'm going to get my money. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, they're getting the cut. Right. But, you know, like... I didn't know they were corrupt like that, like, years ago. Like, just yeah. so blatantly, like... I mean, just give me 40 bucks, man. Uh-huh. Like, really? Like, oh, yeah. Wow. Big time down there. Like, that was that was a big thing. If you... You could be down there driving drunk. If they pulled you over, they would say, you oh, know, how much money you got on you? You know? <laughs> and there was, there was some good cops that were down there that were legit, but most of the time they were just, you know, trying to make their own keep. It's, unfortunately, a, it's a poor country. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, I have a friend that went to Cancun, mm-hmm. uh, like, two, I want to say two weeks ago, and she said that she'd been to Cancun like a couple of years back like during Obama's presidency <laughs> and now that she went like they treated her like garbage but yeah. like the first time she went it was, she said it was super nice and stuff that was like the whole reason she wanted to go back yeah but like apparently now they treat American tourists like garbage I haven't been to Cancun I haven't been to to that part I've only been to uh, to Rocky Point Tijuana um, Tijuana is a huge city now like I went there as a kid with my parents and it was you know this small little town but you go to san diego now which is um just i think like maybe 15 miles north and you can head down to there's this cool like strip mall down there um this little city right before tijuana called san isidro and you can just see tijuana the mountains all all behind you and it's huge that's fucking cool yeah it's it's really neat but there is a huge wall there too you oh. know, like so the, this whole thing about building the wall. There's already a wall in California. <laughs> he just wants to extend it all the way through through Texas. Interesting. Yeah, but um, there's no there's not like a wall like that in Arizona. Um, how do you feel about the whole border? Po- well, how do you feel about the president in general? Like, I don't know what to think about the guy. Like, I, he he's a super dick. Like, and yeah. he's arrogant. Um, but I don't know. I just don't. I try not to really dive too much into politics just because it's both parties are fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I I don't think until the the greater America sees that we need a a change besides a two party system that we're not going to really have any change. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's no matter who you vote in, it's like the same agenda is getting like put like, uh, he, he, he ran on like, on you know pulling out of Afghanistan and not fucking with Syria and he already bombed Syria and he's my brother's, Afghanistan. My brother's been back there twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know it's like anytime they, their whole political agenda, they hardly ever achieve anything that's on that. Or know? they go in the complete opposite direction than they right. said they were. Like Bush in 2000 campaigned on uh, not uh, nation building and like not going in and changing regimes. Right. That's like. The main thing he did with the Iraq War in two thousand three, well, yeah. he he had to get daddy back. You know, his, <laughs> his daddy was upset about uh, not getting a job done with with Saddam back in the early nineties. So it's it's crazy though because I would rather just let them be and have their. I mean, because obviously Iraq was way better off with Saddam in power than they are now. Well, it's I mean, it's they, massive they were, turmoil, right? It's a fallen country basically. I mean, they were under con, complete control of ISIS for a while. Yeah. And it was due to us coming in and fucking shit up and then just leaving. And there's a power vacuum. We toppled their government. And so ISIS just seized control. And it's crazy how, how like, cause and effect, cause and effect. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's 
you you take out one person and you think oh we're going to be all better now no you're going to have someone that's the next up in charge that's going to you know take over the whole thing it and it's going to be even more pissed off than that last guy was because you came in and killed his father he killed his brother he killed his cousin whoever yeah and they use know? that as fuel to recruit more people right i mean the more we bomb out in the middle east the more they have propaganda to use against us basically well that and then also like the, the tool with the internet i mean you're seeing these terrorist attacks that are happening now this unfortunately the way our attacks are going to be on the world are going to be these kind of sporadic things like happened in Orlando or, you know, when people decide to run over a bunch of people with a car yeah, or it's the, not the a, shit in Paris. Yeah, it's crazy because it's not, people think just all ban guns or this, that, or the third, but I mean, you see in England, there's acid attacks, knife attacks, they use right. cars, they use trucks. They're going to find the way to kill somebody if they want to kill somebody. Like, Well, my whole thing is this, this is my perspective on, uh, on banning guns. You know, if, uh, if they don't want to have guns, it's kind of like not wanting to have drugs. So why don't they make drugs illegal? People that want drugs still are going to get drugs. Right. So people that want to get guns are still going to be able to get guns. Right. You know, the criminals are. Right. And Where, then you're going to have someone that's not prepared and, you know. Abiding by the laws right. and they have no way to defend themselves against right. people who are going to break the laws regardless. Yep. That's the issue. With, yeah, that's the issue with banning anything. That, I mean, we had th- this with prohibition. You, you think that we'd learn our lesson with prohibition like we created an entire black market for booze and then we're like okay this is fuck let's legalize it but now in legalizing that and keeping everything else illegal we've just created a black market for heroin weed cocaine lsd right. and uh and then we call it you know the war on drugs and it's just basically us putting our people in cages for doing something that's not hurting anybody it's it's not really a war on drugs it's the war on personal freedom that's the right from tool yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah yeah, I agree 100%. It's uh, all a facade. Mm-hmm. They, they say it's like for us, like, oh, we're helping you. And obviously, you know, these drugs are hurting our neighborhood. And the CIA is the one who brought in the crack in the first right. place. They, they invented <laughs> it, right? Like, didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't that stuff become declassified where uh, they basically said that the CIA introduced crack into, you know, inner city, inner like, city neighborhoods? neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, for sure, it's they were biggest. buying cocaine from, like, Colombian traffic. That's what that Tom Cruise movie was about, right? The American American made. made, yeah. Yeah, is that what is that what it was about? Yeah, that's really? based off of the the CIA story. That's true. All the declassified shit. I, we, unfortunately, we live in a fucked up country that does a lot of shady shit. Yeah. And um, you know, I it's hard to know what's truth and what's what's you know fake. Um, you know, the only thing that I think is that we can prove is what we have that scientific fact that, but exactly yeah it's still people think that the world is flat <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a fucking funny thing that, and even someone of influence like Kyrie Irving right like, I know that's small fuckers winning titles and he also thinks the world is flat it's it's a a strange place that you know a lot of people with, with influence that I guess don't educate themselves or yeah. what they think they might be educating themselves and they say oh well you can't prove that and you know you look at a bunch of weird things like the moon landing and all these moon pictures and you don't see any stars in the background with this astronaut standing there so it's like it makes you wonder like okay well where are they going with this and that so that's pretty weird i never thought about that look yeah look at any astronaut picture from nasa on all the pages you look in the background of the guy there's no stars behind him he's in that's the middle weird. in the middle of the freaking moon supposedly supposedly and uh there's no stars so do you think that the moon landing was fake? Uh, probably. Interesting. Just to like say that we got there before Russia? Huh? I don't think anyone's actually been there. I think it's just <laughs> oh. it's, it's a publicity stunt. Man. Kind of thing. But what about the Mars rover? 
Um, well, I mean, I think I think it's just too much of a gamble to put people on there. So I think that they maybe the, a robot. yeah, they probably send robots up there, and they you know they've collected moon dust that way. If that's actually what moon dust is, or the Mars Man, rover. I find it. I I mean I can see that they like how they or why they would have wanted to fake something like that, but just to think that like they really went through with it and like people bought it and it's like part of our history now. Like we went to the moon in 1969, like for real. Well, did you know that we went supposedly we went to the moon before we even had wheels on our luggage? So 1969, we had no wheels on our luggage. No, you had to carry all of your shit, but we went to the moon. So just think about, you know, shit like that. It's like... It's an interesting, like, comparison. Yeah. We're we're carrying luggage around, but somehow we figured out how entered, like, space travel. Right. Little rocket science, but we can't figure out how to put wheels on a suitcase. Right. We're not smart enough to think about, (laughs) you know, I can roll this thing and, you know, save my back, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Man, that's a funny fucking point to bring up. But I wanted to ask about, um, like, why you moved here. You said you moved here two years ago, right? Yeah, so um, I got really tired of Arizona. Wow. Uh, so you like it here better? I do like it here a lot Interesting. Um, Arizona is, it's uh, very dusty, very, very hot. Dusty. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's dust. I mean, no, but here, like, I know you mean literally, it's literally dusty, but here, like... Dusty is slang for just like like you're just shitting on somebody. Dusty out oh. there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally dusty out there. Okay. Like where you go and your nose gets plugged up because you can't smell because there's just winds blowing dust all over the place. Whoa. Like we had uh, we had three dogs out there in Arizona and we had to dust our house every day. What do you mean you dusted your house? Like literally take a some Windex and a, a washcloth and wipe down all your surfaces because you would have layers of dust if you didn't. Oh. It would so, get in, like, even if you kept your doors and windows closed? Yeah. You had to keep your doors and windows closed. Otherwise, your air conditioner is running all day long. It'd be 100, right? It's 117 degrees out there right now. Dry heat. Jesus. No humidity. So you sweat, but you don't feel yourself sweating because it's so hot because your, your sweat's evaporating off your skin before you even feel it. That sounds nuts. I mean, because here, I'm, I'm sick of the humidity. Like, you, you walk out, your fucking clothes immediately stick to you and shit. It's, it's just a different kind of heat, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it kind of, I think if you've lived here and lived in humidity for so long, then yeah, you're, you're not going to really feel the humidity. But if you were in, in a dry, dusty area, um, you know, and you've been in humidity your entire life, you probably would be like, oh, I can come out here and I don't, I don't feel myself sweating. You know, it's just, it's just, I think it's, it's, it's all about kind of like perspective in that. Um, but yeah, like I was just living out there for, I lived there, like I said, 26 years. I wanted to move to California um, just because we'd go there like five, six times a year. Right. And uh, it's just super expensive to live out there. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess um, compared to New York, everything seems cheaper. But I heard like that real estate in Los Angeles or I don't know, in California in general, like wasn't that expensive, but that's not the case. So I'll just give kind of uh, the cost of living comparison. So like I lived in Arizona. Um, Misty and I, we had a 2,600 square foot house, tri level with a basement, a pool. Holy shit! Um, and I paid a hundred mansion. I paid one hundred seventy thousand dollars for it. That's incredible. To get a house in Long Beach, where I was looking, because I was I worked for the the VA, so uh, I was just going to transfer into the VA over there in either Long Beach or LA or the the LA VA, and to get a house. In Long Beach, that was 750 square feet in like the shanties of 
Long Beach would cost me like 350 grand. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, not worth the downgrade. Right. And then, so, I really, I was, I still kind of had my my mindset on going out there. And then I, I took Misty on vacation here for her birthday. Um, just because we, I'd never been to the East Coast. I've lived on the West Coast my entire life. And then um, we came out here and just fell in love. Like, we ended up just kind of driving around, looking at real estate, looking at, you know, the cost of living. The cost of living here is about the same as it is in Arizona. Maybe really? not the size of the house or anything like that. You get a little more more space out there, but... Um, you guys stay, like, in Dade or Broward County? I live in Broward. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a hustle and bustle to living in, like, Miami-Dade that is, like, it's fucking annoying, man. The traffic's annoying. Like, down here dealing with Biscayne Boulevard and I-95 yeah. is annoying, so... I, I like got, staying in Broward. I got lost even coming over here. Really? You know? I, I did like three circles. I was like, oh, where the hell yeah. am I? Yeah, but, yeah, it's annoying because of the mall. Yeah, but I work down here. So I work at the Miami VA that's that's down here. So I just, we ride the bus. And, that's the Veterans Association, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to like shit on anything, but like I hear a lot of bad stuff about the VA. It's, we're put in an impossible situation. Okay. That's the way I see it. Um we have to do what's called patient-aligned care, but you know we're given these parameters that are impossible to reach. So they're they're sending, um, telling us that you know if we can't give a patient access within 30 days of uh, the day they want, they're able to go out to what's called community care. But when they go out to the community, they end up waiting double the time that they would wait. They just stay at the VA. The VA just gets a bad rap because it's an entire healthcare system that the whole country is, I guess, responsible for. So if, even if your VA is great, if your VA in Texas sucks, it, oh, it's the VA, so they're terrible, you know? So they kind of get that bad rap wrapped into them. Okay, so the VA, uh, if I understand it correctly, is like a healthcare system for our veterans, right? Right. And it's funded completely by the tax dollar? Correct. So, but it's you have to be eligible as a veteran. So if you have... If you're wounded in combat, you know, you could be, you know, go through the eligibility there and they could say, oh, yeah, you can get care through the VA. So not every veteran gets VA care. Um, Why not? There's just, there's be too much of a population to, to control, I guess, for that or to, to manage. Well, see, that's, that, that point right there is funny you bring that up because it's like people wonder why we don't have free health care for the entire country. It's like we can barely get free health care for our own veterans. Right. Like we can barely cover 100% of our veterans. How are we going to cover 100% of the country? If, if people think that the VA is fucked up, um, if, if we had we universal, have... universal health care, oh we would be screwed. That's I mean, what I'm saying. It would, it's, it's just it's, it's almost an impossible situation to achieve. Uh, you know, Canada may be able to reach it, but they don't have the, the population of people that we have. Not even close. Canada's huge, but it's a lot of desolate areas because right. it's unlivable in some of them. It's just, it's, we, we have so many people in, in a lot of areas that's just like, it'd be hard to achieve what, you know, the, everyone's idea of, of universal health care. You'd have just as many unhappy people that are, you know, would be unhappy with the VA. Right, you know? right. I mean, it's pe- people don't look into it, but uh, I think more more than fifty percent for sure of our budget every year, yearly budget goes to Social Security and and healthcare. Right, and well, unfortunately, we're probably not us. We probably won't get any of that Social Security. We're donating all oh, of yeah. our money to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's that's funny that you bring that up too because that's a good point. We're 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 paying into the social uh, 
uh, what is it? Social security, security tax. Uh, yeah, and um, it's already like in the red. Mm-hmm. So there's it, no money there. Everything that America do is, is doing right now is in the red. Unfortunately, yeah. when it comes to money, we're not making money. I mean, we're in trillions of dollars of debt. The reason why I think that is is just that we're not we're not utilizing our products here, and we're not really valuing the dollar as much as we used to. Like everything is buy it, get it cheaper, make it cheaper, versus make it a quality product and then sell it out. You know, we're not selling anything outside to these other countries. We're importing everything in. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think it's just because um, labor is a lot cheaper everywhere else. I mean, mm-hmm. here people are fighting for 15 bucks an hour across the country, and it's just like, okay, but if you want 15 bucks an hour to make an iPhone, your iPhone is going to cost like two stacks. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. So it, it's just really the cost of doing business because – um, some I mentioned on the last episode that a lot of people don't understand it takes money to run a business so oh, it's yeah. like it's not just oh people are rich because they're, they're just born rich and they don't work for anything or they don't you know they, they just get lucky and such and such it's like well people work hard for their money and then they they invest it in the right business and then like to make X amount you have to spend X amount right you gotta be smart with your investments mm-hmm. you know if you if you invest in uh, a building that's made out of you know, toilet rolls or toilet paper rolls, it's probably not going to last and a hurricane comes through, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. If you live so, in Florida, of Right, course. yeah. So if you, you know, if you invest all your money that you have in something like that, you, you, you got to look at smart things. Uh, like one thing I wish I would have invested in, I wish I would have bought stock in Amazon 10 years ago. Man, you're telling me. I you know, like Amazon's it. probably worth, was, was nothing back then. I mean, we, we did a fraction of the internet spending, and you probably could have bought it for next, you know, a share for next to nothing, and now it's almost a, the next trillion-dollar company, just like Apple. Yeah, I think Jeff Bezos is officially the richest man in the world. And he's in everything, too. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, he's trying to get his, his hands in every little piece. He's trying to get into space. He's trying to do all these different, you know... Oh, like Elon Musk? Yeah. yeah. Man, Elon Musk is a special kind of fucking person. Very though. interesting person. You've seen this flamethrower thing he's putting yeah, it's out? Yeah, flamethrower, and then... And it's from a company called, like, Nothing or something? I mean, I guess when you have so much money, you can just throw it wherever you feel like. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking incredible, though. And uh, it, there was this... Um, the, you heard about those Chilean uh, the miners yeah the miner kids uh-huh. and how he, he was trying to come up with like some kind of one person like submarine shuttle and right. like, he was doing test runs on it it was like this whole big deal like oh look Elon Musk is just doing this for a publicity stunt right and I think he the they said there was like a it was like a 40 foot entrance or something like that right. and he sent a, a submarine that was at like 45 feet wide so it's like he just did it just so his name was in the news like I'm helping the you know the Chilean mine kids I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would like to give Elon Musk the benefit of the doubt. He makes good, I mean, good cars. A buddy of mine just bought one. He, a he Tesla? Yeah, he got that new Model 3 or the something. The Model 3, right? That's supposed to be like the, the affordable. The affordable one. one that still costs 50 grand. I thought it was 35. <laughs> I think they mark it up as well. What it is. Yeah, it's, it's like a BMW. So you can buy a BMW for $29,000 if you don't want air conditioning power or anything. Yeah. <laughs> or, or seats or any kind of bullshit. You know? See, this is the, that's the thing. There's this uh, Honda I want, the Civic Type R. Yeah. And retail, it's supposed to be 35 stacks. But apparently by the time you get the dealer fees and this, that, and the third, it's 50. See? I was just telling you about that car, too. I'm like, oh, it's, it's a $36,000 Honda Civic, you know? But it's a sweet-looking car. I have an SI, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I have a 13 SI, but it's like every time I get passed by a Type R, I feel like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have an 06 EX. So hey, man, whatever works. Did y'all drive here from Arizona? Yeah, yeah. And was it? I mean, I get you know you wanted to 
move and the living expenses matched up, but did it have anything to do with the music? Um, not really. Uh, I, I had a, a really good band that I was playing with in Arizona and really good bandmates. So, um, you know, Gino, my, my previous drummer who was with me from the start of, of Barbara Floyd, um, you know, he's, he basically said, you know, carry the music on. He's like, don't keep it going out here. Um, I had, you know, told them my intentions that I wanted to move out here. So it wasn't like I just dropped a, a bomb on them when I, when I got a, a job out here. But uh, I just figured, you know, like, I'll eventually find some people that, that like to play the music. Or, you know, if they like the songs, and then I'll put a band together here. It's, uh, I don't really do it for um, trying to get famous or anything like that. To me, it's just, it's fun. You know, like, right. it's it's a lasting thing that I have that, you know what? I have a full-length album that I've recorded. I have an EP, and, like, I just like writing music and playing music with people that enjoy playing music. Right. No, I mean, I feel the same way. To me, it's um, it's not necessarily a... Uh something that I'm doing I mean obviously who, who doesn't want to be a famous musician right but, oh it'd be cool I mean yeah. it'd, be, it'd be nice but it's highly unlikely <laughs> you know? I yeah uh, but yeah so for me if I can like it's something that I enjoy doing for sure so to me it's like if I can just make a living like making music at some point you know what I mean yeah for sure like I got lucky that I have a pretty good job that to pay my bills and then I'm able to have some fun and you know play shows on the weekends or play shows with some cool bands and you know out here i think the music scene is actually better than it was in the west coast um really oh yeah when it comes why do you say that when it comes to band camaraderie oh okay um in the west coast everything out there is a competition Mm. so you know everybody kind of goes out there to play their shows to Oh well, we're gonna oh, be no, this next big band, and, and we're gonna go out to LA, and we're gonna be this, you know, become these big rockers, and then a lot of people do that, and they ended up coming back to Arizona and never playing, you know, like, and it was just you'd have a bunch of people that would come out like a minute before their set time, set up their stuff, play their show, and then they'd walk right out, you know. You don't get that here, at least I, from what I've the bands that we've played with. Um, right, people will stay and watch other bands. Yeah, they come early, they stay late, um, and. To me, there's actually really good music that's out here too. You know, like you, there's not just like people that are trying to make commercial-sounding pop music and or even like I don't know pop rock, like kind of just to me radio rock. I right. Guess. You know, you have people out here that are doing it because they they're having fun, they're passionate about the music that they're making, um, and I I just enjoy it. You know, like there's so many great bands out here that I came in contact with that. You just get out there and we play shows all the time and it's just a good time. That's fucking... Uh, that's one thing that I have no... I mean, I've never played music out of state yet. Um, so I don't know what the scenes are like other than here in Miami and Broward and like West Palm a little bit. But yeah, I have noticed that. I mean, it's just like a, a little community. Everyone knows each other. Everyone supports each other. That's the main reason I started this podcast too was to... It, it was at first to, you know, obviously promote Unoya and yeah. our stuff. Um, like give us another platform to plug our merch or our material but at the end of the day I'm fans of Eras One I'm fans of Macroni I'm Barbara Floyd Born Thanks. Beneath you know I'm fans yeah. of all the, the local bands out here Seven Sins who I'm playing with uh, this Sunday so it's cool that I, I can be part of like something different right. here because I don't see any you know it was an idea 
like where I could interview other local bands, like give them a chance to like be heard or something by yeah. whoever. I think it's really cool. I mean, podcasting is, is a, I think is a, a new way. It's just it's supposed to be just a, like this, a conversation. Like to me, when, when I listen to podcasts, I do a lot of that at work because I just kind of. Same here. You know, I got a desk job where I'm, I'm yeah. sitting at my desk and I got my, my podcast going. But like when it to me it sounds so much like a script, it's not not as fun. Like it's just like okay, well this is like a radio show. I can turn the radio on if I want to hear that. Like I just want to hear people sitting in a room talking, you know, just about what they're interested in. Right. And um, yeah, it's just I think it's a cool platform that you have here. You know, it's Thanks. it's really you got some good people in there. Like you know, you said Macronium and Joe and guys from Born Beneath. Yeah, I mean Joe's um, a fucking character. I love Joe. Joe's a, he's a good person. Yeah, that he is. Um, Shout out to Joe. Shout out yeah. to Macronium. Bang bang. <laughs> For my cactus Jack Joe buddy. Oh man, yeah, yeah, he does love Mick Foley, dude. Yeah, Foley, Foley you, is God. You were uh, you're a wrestling fan. I am a wrestling fan. Yeah. Man, that that was my my shit back in the day. Fuck, Blaine and I still go to all the independent shows out here. Really? We're, yeah, we're actually going on uh, August 25th. We're going down to in Coral Springs. They have it's uh, Coastal Championship Wrestling CCW. Um, and who's on there? Uh, so they have like. They'll have some of the guys that were like have been in WWE or Ring of Honor, um, but are no longer under contract. Like we had Alberto Del Rio that was there one oh, day, what? but now his name is Alberto El Patron. And so everyone's <laughs> just sitting there chanting El Patron, you know, like it was badass. Like it was a good time. And um, uh, the last show that we were there, MVP was there. MVP, uh, that yeah. guy. Oh my god, he lives down here in Miami, so yeah, I guess yeah, he does a from, show. He's from here. And then I think the one on the 25th has, like, the big name is is Carlito's going to be on it. Um, that fucking guy, dude. Yeah, I spit that, in the face of yeah. people who don't want to be cool. Still carrying the apple he around. He still does yeah. the apple gimmick, dude. Yeah, but there's some guys that are, so I guess there's a school, uh, a wrestling school in Oakland Park, which is, you know, North North. Yeah, Broward. yeah, I know Oakland Park. Um, and there's some guys out there that are truly talented guys, like, you watch them like holy shit doing moonsaults and shit moonsaults they had a ladder match at the last show that we were at God, and mind man. you there's no fucking mat around the ring either so they're in a high school gym just leaping off the top rope <laughs> on a fucking ladder on the floor <laughs> and just you know busting their shit and doing it for probably you know next to nothing because it, you know you're it's like being in a band you know you're, you're lucky <laughs> yeah. to get paid you right, know you're going right. out there just for your own kind of promotion but these guys are they're putting their bodies on the line and they were nuts, but they put on really good shows like uh, uh, Santos and Will the Thrill Olstein. Will uh, the Thrill Olstein. Man, there's there's some good guys. Uh, Jake Sick James, like they did a lot of Christmas names, which is odd, but uh, Christmas names. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you got like Jingle Bell Jones or something. Right. Shit. Well, like James St. James comes out with like a St. James. Yeah, he comes <laughs> out with like a, a one of those uh, can, like a candy cane, oh. freaking cane. <laughs> Did you ever, uh, you ever watch uh, It's Always Sunny Philadelphia? No, I never really got into that show. That fucking, they did this bit where they did like a, a support the troops like wrestling show bit, dude. And they had like, they were the birds of war or whatever. And they were like camel cargos and they dressed like eagles. Oh, damn. And they're, 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 the heel, the heel was uh, like a Taliban dude. Oh. Was, like some homeless dude they paid. <laughs> it was hilarious. And he had sand and he murked all of them, dude. So like all the veterans were booing. <laughs> Because the fucking basically it's like you have the Iron Sheet first whole right, program right. in yeah. front of a bunch of fucking vets oh, like shit. out in Afghanistan you know they do uh-huh. their shows and shit and Iron Sheet just murks Hulk Hogan <laughs> like fucking leg drops them everything dude and just the, like all three of them got fucked it was, it was hilarious dude. Yeah. it's a great it's a great bit it's it's 
it's a fun thing to go to, like the independent shows. I've been to like WWE. I've been to Monday Night Raw live twice. Yeah. I like I love that. Yeah, I've been to Raw a few times. I went to WrestleMania in Arizona. WrestleMania? That's dope. Dude, which one? Uh it was WrestleMania in Phoenix, thirty four. It was Shawn Michaels retirement match with The Undertaker. Oh, that's already where I stopped watching. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh it was pretty in- insane though. It was it was a good show. Damn, but you got to see uh, Shawn Michaels last match, bro. Yeah. That's fucking That's my favorite wrestler growing Shawn up. Shawn Michaels? Too. Yeah. Sweet Chin Music's a Sweet badass Chin music. This motherfucker over here, he Sweet Chin Music me one time when I was eight. <laughs> when I was eight or seven, and he kicked a tooth out of my mouth. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, it was loose already, so he did me a favor. So, so he got you a dollar from the tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he hooked it up. Uh, but that shit hurt. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think his mom gave me like a sip of whiskey. Like, yo, sip on, sip on this or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember, but... Yo, getting kicked in your jaw is not fun. No, they they, they do some crazy shit, and even those those independent guys, man, they're doing a lot. And you get ringside seats for twenty bucks, so it's just like what? Yeah, man. For WrestleMania? No, 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 no. I'm saying oh. for the guys up here at the independent shows. <laughs> no shit, we paid. Uh, we were lower level for WrestleMania, but we were still kind of in the corner. I think they were like 180 bucks a pop. That's not bad at all. Though. It's not. Not too bad, but considering when you have eighty thousand seats inside the place, I yeah. mean they're making they're bank. making bank. Yeah, but yeah. hundred eighty. I thought it would be a couple hundred bucks at least. Well, if we, if we probably got floor, but we were a little bit a little bit kind like of one up. section or two sections. Um, there. just in the the area that was um with the rise the rise seats on the side, just so we could see a little bit better. Oh man, I went to um, I went to a Monday Night Raw. It was January first, two thousand seven. I remember it was like the New Year show and shit happened oh, to yeah. fall on a Monday. Big time. And sure, uh, yeah. dude, uh, Vince McMahon showed up and fired somebody like live, dude. It was great. You're fired. Oh, you can't beat that. It's <laughs> classic. Or the fucking walk. Fucking. Yep. Oh man, and it's, it, every time his his music hit, man, it, it's like no you, chance. It's like you don't you want to hate Vince, but he's so fucking hilarious. Right. Dude. Right. And he came out in like a fucking Hawaiian shirt. Fired the fuck out of just, this dude. I forgot. I forgot who he fired. Trying to be pure Miami as he's down yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But when I mean, uh, I went to Raw like a year later, like '08, I think, and uh, I got to see Jeff Hardy, who's yeah. my favorite wrestler of all time, dude. Which oh yeah, kind of looked like Jeff Hardy a little bit. Oh really? A little bit, right? <laughs> like a little bit. Do you got like the colored hair? Yeah. You got the facial hair going. You got, you got the ombre going on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too bad that he's a fucking junkie. He is, but he's back in this. He's back in WWE. That's what I hear. But does he really have his shit together? Yeah, he still looks like Jeff Hardy. He's still wrestling the same way. No, I'm saying like, do you really think he's off the stuff? Oh no, I don't uh, think he's off the stuff. I think uh, that's a, that's a hard one to be. So unless they really, what was it down. that he was doing heroin? I think so. I think heroin. I think he was. Uh, yeah, I think he was on the benzos too. You saw the match he did with Sting, right? That he just completely botched. No, I didn't. I didn't really watch too much TNA stuff when he was over there. I, I, I didn't really like the six side ring. I think I went back to the four thing, but no, I didn't like it either. I, I really wasn't a fan of Hulk Hogan to be honest with you. Like, oh, I always thought Hulk Hogan was kind. Yeah, I just thought he was just too generic. You know, like. But it, he is the he's like the originator of the generic wrestlers. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. I I guess I I was never like a huge fan of like the huge muscular people. I kind of like the, the smaller ones that were more athletic. They, Eat they your vegetables, some, kids. That's right. Say your prayers. Kiss your mom goodnight, brother. <laughs> Do your homework. <laughs> tell you something, mean Gene. <laughs> <laughs> dude, did you tell me you've seen the uh, the legendary Shockmaster fucking promo, dude? 
Um, it's fucking. They were debuting this maybe. new wrestler who was supposed to be like the new it guy, dude. His name was the Shockmaster. I haven't seen that one. What, dude? And he was supposed to team up with a, was it Ric Flair? He's supposed to team up with Ric Flair, right? No, no, no. They were, they were hyping him up. For yeah, I think he was supposed to team up with Ric Flair, but they were hyping the fuck out of him, right? This whole fucking. Entrance that they had set up for him. They were cutting this big ass promo. It's like my tag team partner for fucking this Sunday is gonna be your fucking. He's gonna kill you and shit. And the Shockmaster. And this guy was supposed to come out fucking fireworks go off and shit. And Buddy like trips through the fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and he's I've wearing like that. a bedazzled stormtrooper helmet. <laughs> 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 he's wearing a bedazzled stormtrooper helmet. And, like, someone in the back is doing, like, the voice for him with a microphone. So he's, like, just trying to do the hand movements, but it's out of sync. Uh, and it's just so garbage, uh, dude. Yeah. And, like, Ric Flair is, like, still trying to sell that he's a badass. But after that botched entrance, I think, instead of making him, like, a badass, they ended up, his gimmick ended up being that he botched. He just botches everything. everything. Yeah. It's oh, so hard, man. like, if, if they don't, Great. like, recover well from a botch, it just ruins their, their whole thing. Like, um... One of the guys at the shows, he he had a botch. Uh, he was doing a off the off the ring apron to a second um, rope moonsault onto the floor. Fuck his foot slipped, so he just kind of like rolled backwards. <laughs> but he did a really good job about you know like not making it obvious that he fucked up and just kind of like rolled down and like did the whole played off. So I'm like, okay, you like at least he knew what he was doing. I see you see people sometimes when they just try to. Oh shit! I fucked it up, and they try to get back up like nothing happened, and you know it's like just catch yourself, you know, <laughs> play it off. <laughs> did, did he try? And, did he get up and like do it again? No, no, he just rolled down on the ground and just did it the right way. See, that's that's a uh, there's sometimes like not to be biased, but like there I've noticed that there's a lot of chick wrestler botches. Yeah, it's, it's like they're not as polished. I think they're just trying to push them too much right now like they're trying to push this whole women's revolution and there's some really really good wrestlers but like I don't think they have a as big of um, like your top tier people are, are few and then you have a bunch of people that are just kind of in this area mid here so, yeah you get these mid people that just make a lot of botches make a lot of mistakes and uh, you know if they gotta learn how to play it off you know you gotta, you gotta take your bumps do you have a favorite wrestler of all time, or favorite rest of all time, Shawn Michaels. Okay, that's right. You said that shit. Yeah. My bad. But why Shawn Michaels? Because I, uh, I fucked with Shawn Michaels when he was in, you know, in DX and shit. That shit was hilarious. I I watched a lot of wrestling in the Attitude Era, so like you know, he was one of the main heels. I always kind of liked the bad guys a little more than the good guys. Shawn Michaels was yeah. a heel back then. I mean, I, you know, DX was, was DX was kind of like the original formation of it. They were originally heels, but the kind of the, the crowd was into them because right. it was you know like. Being a being an asshole, they're like thing. trolls, right? And then they really kind of got a little more heel once uh, Austin kind of came about, and you know, like he was originally supposed to be a heel, but like the crowd just loved that he was a you know he fit the part of a badass that uh, you know the crowd just got behind him. Uh, it's hard to hate Stone Cold. No, Steve you can't Austin. hate Stone Cold, you man. Can't. The guy's good. He's the man, you know, like the guy was really good at his craft. Uh, he was good on the mic. Uh, his stunners were like. Just like magical, dude. I remember I heard an interview one time. He was talking with uh, one of the rock radio shows in Arizona, and he was like, "Now come on, that, that Stone Cold Stunner move, tell, does that really hurt people?" He's like, "Well, you know, if we were at a bar and you and I were having a couple of brewskis, and I decided to give you a Stone Cold Stunner, you're probably looking at me like, what the fuck you doing?'" <laughs> He's like, "But it sells good on TV." <laughs> Man, uh, uh, I, 
think he has his own podcast now too, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. It, but it, it's kind of, it seems like it's scripted. Yeah. I, think, I think WWE kind of has their hands in there and whatever they have their hands in, they kind of... Really? Oh, yeah. He's control. not independent at all? No, I think he's still under their roster and under their umbrella making the sales off of what what they sell with his name. Man, I always... Well, of course, but I always thought that when these people did podcasts, it was like to be an individual and put out their own content. I didn't think he was still under that umbrella, but... I think a lot of people originally start that way. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you know, as sponsors and everything kind of come through, it just depends on what sponsor you get, what kind of deal you sign, you get agendas pushed on you. So I like Rogan's podcast because Rogan, Rogan. he does all of his, uh, like, sponsors and all that stuff in the beginning. So, yep. like, to me, that's, he has a natural conversation with people and just kind of, you don't have to stop, you know, like, listening and hear whatever thing he's trying to plug or his yeah. sponsor at that time. Um a lot of podcasts it. put their ads in like the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the middle or annoying. there was one I was listening to that, um, like every fifteen minutes it would be a thirty second little spot in there. I'm like, okay, this is really yeah. It was got very frustrating. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a I listen to Ben Shapiro, and he does um, he plugs his own his Daily Wire stuff like in the beginning of every episode. And it's like. Yeah, I'll fast forward through that. <laughs> you can hit that 30 second, 15 yeah, 30 second. second yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on iTunes, it's a 15 second. Just yeah. Hit that a couple times. I do, I mean, four is a minute. So it's like usually I add a 60 seconds. So one, two, three, four. All right, done. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I listen to like Levitar. Uh, so I'm always a day late behind that. Oh, okay. I, they're just a goofy sports show. And I think that I, I find that to be funny. There was um, this podcast that, I mean, I was, I was deep into podcasts one summer, dude. Uh, I heard uh, about this one called Serial. Uh-huh. Have you heard that one? Hmm. It's uh, about, it's kind of like a chronological, like, murder series kind of oh, thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Where, like, uh, this dude, this Muslim dude is, like, in jail already. He's been in jail since, like, nine, in the 90s for mar- uh, murdering his, uh, his girlfriend at the time. Oh, wow. And, like, he's saying he's innocent. He's always maintained he was innocent, so they go back and try and figure it out and because there's like three people involved or some shit and so they listen to all the interviews and how the, the stories were conflicting and shit and it's like 13 episodes and it's fucking riveting like yeah it's, it's like it, it hooked me in bro i couldn't stop listening there's that uh i like true crime podcasts a lot too i listen to true crime guys never heard of that um i i listen i listen to podcasts mainly on like podbean mm-hmm. um and they're on there that they do just do a bunch of different uh cases so, like, they did um, a case of a guy, I can't remember his name, but it was a fear of 13, and he was actually a guy that was convicted of murder that was innocent the entire way, and he was just kind of fucked up in the head and um, sat in jail for, like, I think 30 years before he got out. Um, it's, just a, it's pretty crazy stuff, but they do that. They've done, like, uh, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. They do, like, some of the bigger name ones, too, but they also give you, like, um, I never really read right into the Australian massacre, shooting massacre that happened, like, uh, when they decided to ban all the guns. Right, that's, there was something that happened that they decided to ban guns after. Yeah, they have a podcast about that, it's like an hour and a half long, it's really, really good, and it kind of gets you a whole insight of what, what kind of happened. In that situation, that, like, in Australia in that time, mm-hmm. do you know what, like, was that, like, in the 90s or something? Uh, I think it, yeah, it was, like, I think 93 or 94. So they've had guns banned since then? Kind of. So you you can still get a gun to hunt, but like they 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 banned like a assault weapons and everything like that. But people still get them in. You know, what is considered an assault weapon? Well, what in the Clinton ban, an assault weapon was anything that had a collapsible stock on it. 
So if you can, like an AR-15, oh, if you okay. buy it, you buy an AR-15, um, they have the three-position stock on it where you can adjust. That would be considered an assault rifle. Um, in California, an assault rifle was considered anything that had a detachable magazine. Mm. So... Like if you had an AR-15 in California, every gun has a detachable magazine. Well, is it not? well, no. Like you have a bolt-action rifle that we can just you load your five rounds oh. in the top. So they basically got rid of anything that didn't have. Um, uh, like one, like an action shot. Right. Or if it was semi-automatic, you had to basically feed it from the top. Uh, and then anything also in California, you can't have anything greater than a ten-round magazine. So if you had an AR-15, that uh, you know they typically come with a 30 round mag um you had to have a 10 round mag welded to your gun that's the only way you could have one out there so how would you load you'd have to load in the bullets one by one yeah you just you pull the, pull the bolt the back and then just uh load each each round through the top that fucking sucks yeah see like yes when i i mean there's there's certain weird laws in different states like even here there was a weird law when i got my uh i have a, a mossberg maverick 88 mm-hmm. shotgun a 12 gauge and um when I first got that, I took it home, and they told me it holds five, so I was loading it up, and it only took three. I called the place. I was like, yo, man, like, it's only holding three, so like, what the fuck? They had and the plug in there still. Yeah, they had the plug, so he's like, I know exactly what it is, and so I came in, and he took it out. He's like, yeah, there's a law. You can only have three rounds in it when you're hunting. Oh, that's a law here? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I think I think I think maybe it's when you're hunting specifically gators or I don't know something like well, that. Well, yeah, when you hunt, you're supposed to only have three rounds. Right, and, right, right, and right. So like, um, that's what he that's what he meant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, at home I keep it. I keep, keep the five. It five. In there. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I have mine with five in there too. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I have I have um I used to go bird hunting a lot. Um, so like dove season was a big thing in Arizona. Um, is a 15 day kind of uh hunting season that you would just go out there and you load a, a shotgun up with bird shot so I had a semi-automatic um, 12 gauge that birds come in you blow them out of the sky and then you make dove tacos so have you, uh, <laughs> have you hunted? yeah have yeah. you went like boar hunting? no I've never gone boar hunting I heard um, that's like an issue down there yeah we have wild boars all over the place isn't it like a, like yeah. a you have like a free for all you can kill as many as you mm-hmm. want yep you get. and you you've get. never gone boar hunting? no because you really don't see it like unless you buy a house that's kind of out there in the development areas, you don't really see them too much. So I've always kind of had somewhere that was already pretty, like my house that we had um, was built in the 70s, so it was pretty established around where I was. But if we, we bought a brand new house that was out there in the sticks, yeah, there's probably boars out there. <laughs> That's cool. So what have you hunted? Uh, I did squirrel hunting for a while. Squirrels. Yeah, it's fucked up. I, I feel bad about that. Why? Well, because... Fuck them. It's funny. I mean, but it's fucked up because, you know, you you walk around in the middle of the woods. Um, and <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you have one guy that has a 22, and the next guy is carrying a shotgun next to him. And you find these, these squirrel nests that are up in the middle of the tree. And you shoot the 22, and the squirrel pops out like, what the fuck's going on out here? And then you blast him out of the sky with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, fuck. How do you eat that, though? Well, you, so you use bird shot. So it's, it's you know, it just... Little pellets, yeah, it's a little pellets. So you, you don't so, get too much. I think. Um, what do you have for self defense in your shotgun? Do you have a buckshot? Bird no, shot, I use birdshot. Birdshot. Because if I'm going to shoot somebody with the, with a shotgun, they're going to be pretty close. Um, so the spread is not that big of a concern. For I'm you. not that concerned with it, and pretty much, I mean, 
if uh, someone breaks into your house and they hear that rack of, of that's that the main there. reason I got one, motherfucker. If someone hears mm-hmm. me rack that bitch, unless they're dumb, they're they're dipping. Right. Or unless they have something bigger. But I um, <laughs> I, I typically I have the shotgun, then I have a forty-five that I. I have a nine mil. I'm really. I don't know. I'm I really haven't good shot a 40 or a 45 yet. I love 45. I've shot a 357 Magnum. That was fun. Yeah. Is it? Is a 40 strong? A 40 has a bigger kick than a 357, right? Um, well, it depends. So typically, when you have a 40, you you'll have a gun that has a lighter frame. Yeah, so, like a Glock. Right. So a Glock is going to have more recoil than a a big six inch 357 Magnum because that's a full steel frame. Mm. So that that kind of weighs into a little bit. Um, that makes fucking sense. I my forty five is a full steel frame, it but it's only three. And a half, um, it's not a Colt, it's a Rock Island. But it's a nine, but it's basically nine, yeah, it's nineteen eleven. It's I only have a three. It's a three and a half inch barrel, oh, so man, it's a concealed carry. I think it's fucking badass, but it it kicks okay. pretty good. But I can hit you within fifty yards with it. You know, like I've I used to shoot a lot back in Arizona. Like that was the thing to do. We 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 didn't have to worry about weather like you do out here. So all the ranges out there were outside. Outdoor. So yeah, like. Most of the ranges had 200-yard targets, so if you had a nice rifle, you can go out there and sight it in your gun. And Shooting's See, huge out there. That's the thing, man. I have my, my, my Maverick, and I have nowhere to fucking take it. There's a place, I think, in Hollywood. I haven't gone there yet. It's an outdoor range, but, yeah, I mean, especially here in the summer, we, we just roll into, it can rain in any second. Yeah. So you kind of, you have to really plan your day out. Yeah, it'll, it'll look real sunny one second, and then five minutes later, it'll look like a hurricane or almost rolling through again. Right. And yeah. they, don't, they don't have a indoor shooting range where you can shoot shotguns here? Yeah, they have. There's one that I heard that lets you do it called Nexus. They just opened mm-hmm. it up in Davie. Yeah, Nexus and is supposed to be badass. That's what I'm saying. My, my cousin Julio actually went. He said they have this 3D target thing. He has a badass. That's who, who's 357 I shot. It's a eight, it, t- it takes eight, and it's a, a fucking I don't revolver. Know what called. Yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah, it's called a revolver. <laughs> it's a, but it's an eight shot. Usually revolvers are six. Right. But yeah, so it's eight. It's fucking, it has like a huge ass barrel on it. And like yeah, the recoil is not terrible because it's huge, I guess, and it's made of steel. Yeah, three fifty seven. Um, the bullet is almost the same size, but the actual bullet itself is almost the same size as a nine millimeter. I think it's a just a little bit bigger, oh. or it might be almost the same. But the shell, which carries all the powder in it, yeah. is why it has so much velocity to it, and that's why they're freaking you know Cannon put someone on yeah they'll put someone on the ground. That's crazy. Um, and I, I used to carry nine millimeter for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just seen so many things where people, you know, if, if you had to get in a, in a situation where you had to use it, you know, you, you want to make sure you knock somebody down. So that's why I always liked 45s. Um, but oh, so like you don't the, even trust a 9mm? 9mm uh, has been seen to just kind of hit people and they still come at you. What about a hollow, with hollow points? You want same hollow thing, points? Same thing. Interesting. But with a 45, you're going to put them on the ground. It's because a 9mm has a lot of velocity. And so it's, it's, it's going to go straight through them typically, even unless, but the th- you got to be careful with, with hollow points and which bullets you buy, because even if you're in a self-defense situation where this guy is trying to kill you, if they get a good enough lawyer, it's like, say you do shoot someone, you kill them, they can say, oh, well, he was, he was prepared to, to kill somebody because he had this specific kind of round. Like they have these, uh, what they call it, RIP, rapid intensity rounds that, they split up into all these different things, and they basically turn you into to chuck meat. Yeah. yeah, and there's been people that have been sued and gone to jail because they said, "Oh, well, he was carrying weapon or bullets that are designed to kill people." That's what happened with like black talon rounds. They have like they have like a little 
ball that's in the in the center of the hollow point. So when you shoot it and it hits impact, it just spreads completely and just tears you apart. Well, the the one that I have it just mushrooms up, so it leaves a bigger hole, and it's designed to not go through like target ammo. That way, you're not at risk of hitting someone, hitting someone behind, behind the intended target. I um I always tend to find out what the police carry, right? And I carry that because. When I got my, my CCW back in Arizona, the cop, that's one of the things he said. It was a cop that was running the uh, running the course, and he said, you will never run into any trouble if you if your defense is, I carry this because this is what the cops carry. That, that's actually pretty good. Uh, how long have we been going, by the way, Mallory? Just curious here. Oh, a little bit over an hour. A little bit over an hour, okay. But uh, that's interesting. That's, that's funny. Oh, yeah, I'm using the same thing that... Uh, the gang that the government supports you. The so blue gang. Cool. Yeah. 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 Are the, you a pro-cop? Like, uh, that's a weird term to say, but like, I don't know. Like, do you necessarily agree with... It's so hard. I right mean, now? I... There's there's just so much that's that's going on out there that you want to hope that there, people are out there doing the right thing. But at the same time, you know, you kind of look at who becomes cops. <laughs> You know, it's typically the the jock asshole that was in your school that didn't do shit with their life, and then it's like, oh well, how can I pick on these people that are, you know, that used to pick on school, so I'll become a cop. Yeah, yeah, and then they get to go harass people because their tail lights out, and oh, you happen to have a a ten bag of weed on you, huh? Right. Going downtown. Right, I and mean, you got so many people that are are locked up for, you know, petty little weed possessions that's you know especially across the globe where i mean not the globe but so many areas that are legalizing marijuana that's it's i mean it's a waste of tax dollars one thing that i hate about well yeah it is a waste of tax dollars but one thing that i hate about cops is like how it's basically in their hands how stringent they want to be with the rules right they they're they're the judge jury and executioner right there right they're on the spot if you want to you know if they're going to take you to jail or not right like i I got pulled over for speeding once and it turns out that i had a a ticket issue that i wasn't aware of because the the paperwork was sent to the wrong address so it was something that wasn't even my fault and so when he pulled me over i had no idea that my license at the time was suspended for two weeks so because my license was suspended for two weeks he decided that he was going to tow my car, give me a ticket for driving with a suspended license, and basically, like, fuck me. Well, right. I was on the clock at work. Right. I tow my car. And it was a $250 bill, too, that I had to get. Whereas I have a friend of mine who was pulled over for having an expired tag, and his license ended up being suspended for over a year without his knowledge. Didn't tow his car. Didn't give him a ticket for it. Right. And uh, just let him go about his day, like you'll just get this shit fixed. Yeah. But for me, because that cop was in a shitty mood, or he didn't like me, or whatever the fuck reason it was, he decided I'm gonna fuck this kid's day over, give him three tickets, and tow his car. Right. They when I could have just let him go. Probably could have lost your job too. You I could have 100% lost my job. It's it's fucked up that, you know, with the law, there's gray area, you yeah. know, and it's at like you said, it's at there that cop's be. discretion. There shouldn't be. If it's the law, then it should be the law, and you should carry out it that way. But at the same time. You should also look at a person's situation and say, you know what, this is not even a real crime. You know, what I mean, like if you, you, you had a ticket that you didn't know that you had that In you weren't even aware they of. Don't know that though, and I mean, I didn't even know what was going on when he told me that my license was suspended. I was surprised to figure that out, but right. the fact that it was only two weeks, like you kind of figure, yo, how would he have known? And he could have looked and, and saw at your at your record that you right. know what. I had what, a clean oh, record, yeah, right. I don't. Okay, he had this one ticket on here. This this is a, a plausible kind of thing. Then you know they can make that determination. But 
to me, I don't know. It's it's, a, it's, it's we have to have, the human like yeah we have to have law and order. I think to to be in a civilized society, but I think there needs to be far more training and um, like. Any average Joe, I don't think should just go be able to be a cop. You know, they say they have these evaluations and everything that go into right. that, but you know, how hard is that test? It's not. You know what the uh, the, the the required passing shooting like percentages? It's like in the, it's like seventy percent. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, they they want to see average on their cops out there. Right, and but to get a, <laughs> but to get a CCW, you gotta have a ninety five percent. You gotta you can't miss uh, more than two shots. And your, that's a concealed carries. Yeah. Uh, is, is it is it harder to get over there? Because I don't think it's that hard to get here. No, it's very easy to get here. It's actually easier to get here than it was in Arizona. Because they don't trust those Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> well, but actually, you don't really need a you don't need a CCW in Arizona. You can conceal carry, and it's. Or they have open carry. They have open carry as well too. No, we're yeah. talking about Arizona, bitch. <laughs> but they have open carry in they Arizona. They have open carry in Arizona, and then you can. They passed a law. Man, I'd be like forgetting it, that they don't have open carry here. Sometimes I'd be like, oh. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I got a, a nice holster. Um, is it Alienware? Alienware makes fucking holsters? Yeah. Oh, Alienware made laptops. It might not be Alienware. <laughs> it's, but it's Alien something. It's black and green. But okay. uh, it's a super, super comfortable holster. And I just got used to just having that so with you, me. You have, um, you carry your, your, your concealer where you go, huh? Most of the time. I, I mean, I usually carry my pistol or I carry a knife with me. Like, I always have a knife, no matter see, where I go. This is the thing that I... Uh, oh, can I see that? <laughs> Whoa, what's the button here for? I fucking... You just slide it up on the side. Use oh, your thumb. I gotta thumb. push it down? Yeah, you just, no. Oh, shit. You yeah. slide it back you slide it back. Man, I don't know they made automatic switch plates like that. It's very cool. Got that at the swap shop in Sunrise. <laughs> dude, I love the swap shop, dude. But how much did that cost you? That's dope. 30 bucks. That's not bad at all. No, man. I, see, this is... A, I always saw those in movies. And I got one that that looked like the switchblade you see in movies, you know, with the little curly things on the yeah. side and shit. But it still came out of the side. I was so pissed. Yeah. So I would just flick it open. Yep. <laughs> I, I I always at least have a blade on me, just because you know I have some sort of protection. You never know which kind of situation we put into. I hear that uh, some statistics though that people the statistics of people who end up getting stabbed by their own knife, like not because oh they fell, but like because the person wrestles it away from them and then uses it against them. Yeah. I mean, you got to know what you're using, at least. That's all I'm saying. you got to get training with it, yeah. Do you I mean, have knife training? I don't have knife training, but I've carried a knife my entire life. I have a lot of shooting training. Like, I did a bunch of courses right. in Arizona. Just self-defense training in general, basically. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that, uh, you've seen the movie Borat? Or, I think it's Bruno? I've seen Bruno, but it's been a long time. Uh, I think he went to, like, some self-defense dude, and he had, like, two dildos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was, like, trying to, it was, like, I think it was, like, in Texas or something. They were flying a rebel flag. It might have been, like, Tennessee or something. Yeah, it's... He did some fucked up shit. And he was like, now, uh, if I was trying to escape from some gay guy and he was attacking me with these dildos, what would I do? He's like, I'm going to come at you with these dildos. What would you do to... He's like, all right, so first you fucking block the dildo over here. That way I don't get touched by this gay stuff over here. Then it's got to, got to go look for the left side. you got to block the dildo from the left side. And then he's like, all right, what if I'm getting attacked by a big black dildo? He pulls out like a huge one. Yeah. And the guy's like, what's that? And he's like, lost. Oh man, it was fucking. I love. I love uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. He's lucky he hasn't been fucked up. Like that dude does some. Like when he did his LAG stuff, he would do yeah. some crazy shit. And you're just like, damn. What's crazy is he has to get these people to sign a form later. Well, they're smart, so they do the signing beforehand, saying that you know, 
um, like when he was doing the LAG stuff, you know, that you're going to be a part of this LAG show. And these people thought they were going to be on that show. So they would sign that thing before, but yet they'd still kind of have to get their consent afterwards too. And, and you know, like, because there's people that would be like, oh, well, I'm, I don't consent to what you just did. Right, right, right. So that's why you'll see some, like, people in Borat or Bruno Jackass with the, the blue face. Yeah, the blurred faces. Yeah, Jackass, those guys are nuts. That was a funny, I don't know if it was for real or not, that he was on, like, this Maury-style talk show. And he was like... Knoxville? Uh, no, 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 no. Borat. Uh, oh. Bruno, Bruno. And he had, like, pretended to adopt, like, a black baby. And he was like, oh, yeah, what'd you give? What's his name? And he's like, oh, yeah, I gave him a traditional African name. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, OJ. <laughs> I think a lot of this stuff was real, man. Like, <laughs> uh, like the, oh, my God, the black ladies, dude. They were so dumbfounded. <laughs> OJ. <laughs> I haven't seen that one in a while. I have to, to go back and watch Bruno again. I think I saw him in the theaters. It's just a little hard to get through the first, like... 15 minutes? Yeah, it's pretty gay. <laughs> like, like, not in a, I'm homo, but, like, literally, he's spinning an Asian dude on his cock. Like, right. you can't get any gayer than that. It's a lot of penis. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> like, you're, he's showing his balls getting vacuumed up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it's your thing, if it's your thing, it's your thing. It's or the commercial that he had with, like, his dick. And it was just moving, <laughs> you know, like, a whole focus group on this, like, commercial about his dick. The helicopter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then it like stood up and zoomed into the penis hole. It's disgusting. Yeah. How do you come up with that shit? Imagine having to edit that. Right, right. Yeah. Like, or I have be the to guy. edit videos of myself and I have to stare at my face. Imagine having to stare at <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen's cock. Be the, the, imagine how many takes they had to do with that being the camera, <laughs> the camera operator. He was, he was loving it, dude. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. take 33. Yeah. Uh, Fucking spinning his cock around. He probably wrote that shit on purpose. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had to. He. You know. I mean. He. He likes to push the boundary, and it's. That's what makes his comedy so good. You know. Like you have to have that. That kind of. That level there to. To really get that shock value. You know. I think. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Now a lot of people are just making stuff to be outlandish, yeah. like just for the sake of being outlandish. Oh yeah. Not yeah. because it actually contributes to the whatever they're doing. Right. It's uh, just to get likes. Yeah, exactly. To get likes, to get views, which is fucking crazy. How that's how we judge people now. Right. How many followers you got? Right. Oh, you have less than me. <laughs> you must be a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> well, there's a whole study about that too, where like um, people's emotions now are so linked uh, to, linked to how media. many likes they get, and you know, like, oh, my yeah. my video only got 300 views, and so now I'm depressed about that. It's a drug. Like, yeah. Man, you should be happy. You got 300 views. Try playing in a fucking band. <laughs> you know, like oh get three God. views. Yeah, I'm playing a show for the sound guy. Right. Oh, oh yeah. we we did that. Um, I mean, Everyone's like, done that. Yeah, it's like we done we did on tour actually. Um, what the hell were we? It was a. Uh, we're gonna uh, get so much exposure playing for the sound guy. Well, I mean, like when when you book a tour, like you try to do as much as you possibly can to find bands that are out there that are going to bring in a good draw or just cool people and then sometimes you just you get some people oh it's Vegas we played when we played in Vegas so the second to last day on our northern nastiness tour northern nastiness yeah we got stressed right. this fucking badass uh, but we were in Vegas and you know the the place that we're putting the show on they're trying to pitch us oh yeah you know we got a good location we're we're just off the strip and blah 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 and so I'm like oh shit off the strip yeah and uh, so I I was like, okay, yeah, we'll be there on on May 10th. And then um, as we go through, you know, I, I 
get this band on there and the guy's like, oh yeah, you know, we play punk songs and then we play some classic songs. And I was like, all right, well, anyway, like, you guys got a decent following, it brings people out. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, we got a bunch of people that come out. Then I get out there and, you know, Nobody. They, don't, they don't bring anybody. They bring their wives and, you know, it was, it was just, I didn't care. Like, we were, at that point, we were just having a good time and we just kind of had as much fun with the show as we could. But, yeah. you know, like, when this place said they were off the strip, they were off the strip. Like, they were behind the construction zone. And the, <laughs> like, she made it seem like, oh, yeah, you, you know, people right walk from the, the strip, strip and, yeah. you know, they walk in here. No, it, was, it wasn't anything like that. But we just, Google Maps it. Well, yeah. It's just, you like, trying to, like, if I, when we tour again, I definitely want to hire a tour manager. <laughs> Because okay. it's just it's a ton of work. It is. It's 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 um, really hard to kind of just get the the right people out there and trying to find the right venues. And um, we started the tour search in May of 2014. Didn't go on tour until April of 2015. So it's just wow. yeah. That's a lot of hard work. It is, but it was fun. You know, we with a great band, uh, Caramel Days, out of California. Um, those guys just wrote great songs and, you know, played, you know, cool music. They're kind of like a, a modern grunge band, kind of like how we are. Right. And, um, you know, they're just good people. We stayed at shitty Motel 6s the entire way through and, you know, playing acoustic guitars in the, in the hotel rooms and just getting drunk and taking videos and wondering, when the fuck did we do this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sounds really fucking fun, man. Yeah. I can't wait to... We, we did kind of, we, we played uh, two hours away at Fort Myers, and even that, just that little road trip was fun, you know? Yeah. I, came, I even came back the same night. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm excited uh, for what we have in store, and, um, I mean, I hope that all of us could tour together, Macronium. I mean, all the local bands out here are, like you said, there's a lot of talent, so setting up something, I'm actually trying to talk to to certain promoters about setting up something at the amphitheater down in Young Circle. That'd be cool. But, uh, you know, it's just, you gotta talk to the city, it costs a lot to rent. And you gotta get the permits Yeah, you know what shit. I mean? It's a lot of fucking work, just like you said, but actually, I gotta get out of here pretty soon. It's getting late, so do cool, you wanna man. do any plugs before we wrap up? Yeah, um, we got a show, Blaine and I are playing an acoustic show at 2N uh, with Oski for the, the last festival they're doing? The last festival there, oh, man. yeah. I might pop in for that, actually. Yeah, so we're going to be there at 2N on Las Olas. Yeah, shout out to uh, Oski, man. Shout yeah, out to 2N. Oski's an awesome person, man. He just love the guy. Um, and then, yeah, we're just trying to get everything kind of put together to get back out there and play some more shows. Hopefully everything works out with this guy. We've been we've been auditioning. and. Uh, what date is that 2N show? It's... Uh, the 18th, Saturday, this Saturday. Okay, sat- this Saturday, the 18th. Okay, well, it's tomorrow. This airs this Friday, so it'd be tomorrow. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. But oh, but you're from- it airs Friday. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, everyone gets confused by that. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be tomorrow. Come out tomorrow, guys. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, um, dude. Uh, any, um, do you guys have an EP out or anything like that? Where can we find yeah, you? Yeah, uh, so we're on iTunes, Spotify, um, Bandcamp, all the majors, Amazon Music. Um, Barbara Floyd? BarbaraFloyd.com is still under, under construction, but you can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, yeah, all the all the major outlets out there. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, far as plugs for me, you know, yeah, we're playing a show Sunday, Woo! the nineteenth at uh, Cuba Ocho with Seven Sins and uh, another band, but our boy Seven Sins hooking us up out there in Miami. Come out, 
some Calle Ocho, get some Cuban sandwiches, some cafecito, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I've, I don't know, it looks cool. It's like some kind of museum performing arts oh, yeah? thing. Yeah, I've never heard of it, but, you know, it's out in Miami, so I am oh, yeah. at that. Uh, other than that, you can check out our EP on all those Spotify, iTunes, Age of the Eternal Ice Plague, um, and fucking follow us on Instagram at The Throne Podcast. Hell That's yeah. It. Thanks Fair for having me out. on here. Hey, no problem, man. Thank it's you for coming time. out, man. Barbara yeah. Floyd. Thanks, Episode man. Episode 25. We did it. It's over. <laughs> <laughs>